You just like did one good deed for another earthworm. You like gave him a solid bump out of some water or something, and then that just set you off down this path. Oh my gosh. We have three girls on the podcast today. And it's appropriate because I don't think I don't think that any of this comic that we're going to be talking about was made for girls. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but we're going to tell you about it, won't we, Lily? I'm Erin, the master of mediocrity. <laughs> and I'm Jessica, the lieutenant of literature. Everybody, if you didn't already know, Jess's little baby is going to be like gooing and gawing in the background like a precious little bean and she's the moderator of maturity uh a moderator of mac uh uh oh shit what's that word for it uh when you eat mastication mast ma- mastication she's the moderator of mastication that's what she is so welcome to girls talk comics we have news so you have something to tell me News, 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 news. You have something to tell me. Oh my gosh. Okay. I want to know. Okay, great, great. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Have you heard of Femme Presents? No. What is that? Femme Presents is now going to be like the umbrella that Girls Talk Comics is under. Femme is for everyone media. And like, as of today, when this episode drops, February 21st, 2022, we're going to get them fucking going. It's going to have a lot of really cool stuff. Um, We're going to have girls write reviews. We're going to have panel royale, the comic cocktail hour, still girls talk comics. We're still here. We're teaming up with the Comic Burrito Boys. I don't know. We're really going to branch into like live stream stuff and our recorded stuff and our written stuff. You better keep an eye out for all of our new links. We're still going to have the fireside for a while, but like we're also going to set up a website website. Ooh, that's getting fancy. Yeah, we're getting fucking fancy. Making moves. Yeah. I kind of want to tell everybody why we're doing this. There's just a lot of opportunity out there. A lot of people want to be interviewed. There are a lot of like, there's a lot of comic news happening all the time. Kickstarters, left, right, new books, freaking up, down, north, south, east, west. Uh, shit's everywhere. Shit's going everywhere. Shit's popping. And you and I do this for funsies. It gets a little much. Yeah. Just the two of us on our weekly podcast. We take a couple breaks. We're not exactly the structure that people need to really advertise their stuff. And we've got a really cool tone that we want to expand kind of into other accessible ways. Getting into the live streams, we could do interviews and shit. It's it's freaking great. Anyway. Not to mention every season planning session we have, we're like, okay, but we want to do this and we want to do this and we also want to do this. And what about this? This would be super cool. There's only so many weeks in the year, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So why don't we share that love and that enthusiasm? Yes. So there's probably going to be a more variety of hostesses and hosts and host thems on the pod. It's going to rotate up a little bit. Hinty. Is that a hinty? Is, is it? Oh, that it's host, hostess and hinty. I love it. That's Ooh. what I want it to be. I don't know if that's the preferred nomenclature, but I think it's a missed opportunity if we don't call them hinties. Let's do that. 
whatever. We're going to have hosts, I need hostesses, it. and hinties. People are going to rotate up. You're going to hear new voices. It's going to be great. So that was the news. We're going to do a kind of live panel about it. We're going to talk about the new products and content and stuff. Look at our social media for it. Like, definitely if you're listening, day this freaking drops, find it. If you're not, whatever, it. I have a feeling we recorded it. Yes. Yeah. No, definitely keep your eye out on that link tree. It's going to be changing. Link it's tree's going to fucking grow. But yeah, for now, Fireside our current hosting site will be there so hopefully nothing will interrupt your regular scheduled downloads okay love you that was all the news we had oh my god that's the end of the episode i'm just kidding you came here for content (laughs) right i wonder if my roommate Uh... can hear me and he's like what the fuck is this crazy bitch doing he's welcome yeah come talk to us about (laughs) we're a damn delight and the animes oh that's true because what kind of episode are we doing today manga media mashup we really are slowly inching toward daytime like am radio station shit we need a soundboard (laughs) 2022 goals season three goals soundboard okay so manga media mashup we love manga you love manga we love anime you might like anime i don't really know much about you listeners you should totally interact with us so i can learn more anyway so there's a lot of stuff that jess hasn't read there's a lot of stuff i haven't watched and also i haven't read and she hasn't watched so we decided to why not do that jess had a list of stuff yes i had a little bit of input we decided to dive in so welcome to our first foray into the manga media mashup okay so you've heard of who's who's on first what's on second but have you heard of who's the sith in the relationship and the sith meister oh no i think i'm probably the sith and you're just wielding me in the most efficient way and hopefully not trying to peep in in my business but you know you i think that's the question at the soul of soul soul eater which is what we cover today wait but if you're the sith then that means i'm the lightsaber what (laughs) we're talking about soul eater not star wars silly oh my gosh oh (laughs) wait is this the difference between a manga and anime (laughs) translation off from the freaking start because they're just called sites. Oh, no. Oh, well, maybe that's m- m- my bad as a person who just reads and doesn't really listen to oh, people. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't mean to call you out like this. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Why? Uh, it's fine. It's a side. I think you're right. It is a side. 100%. But, you know, it's fine. I'm I'm the scythe. And that's why you're wielding me. That's why I'm the one. The low key, though, I think that's I think that fits because all of the scythes are like the moderating force for their really over enthusiastic scythe meisters. Uh, so we might have that because I'm like, hey, Aaron, do you have space for that, or should you focus on the things you're already doing? Okay. <laughs> I got called out. You get called out. It's not as works. Fair. <laughs> 
And then you're like, hey, why don't you just do the thing? And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll do the thing. And then whenever we sync up, it's like really freaking shiny. And all we have to do is make sure we hit our target. Yeah, and then we, like, it's fine. And we eat people's souls. That's yes. that's the ultimate goal of this podcast, right? Little did you know. The, femi- the real feminist agenda. Soul eating. <laughs> eating people's souls. This was a weird one because I had watched the anime way back when, right? Yeah. When I was a little weeboo. Uh-huh. And now I'm in my 30s. And uh, Hot Topic is just multiple decades away <laughs> at this point. And this felt very... This felt very weird, Aaron, <laughs> and a little uncomfy. <laughs> How would you experience watching the anime? All right, so straight up, straight up, Soul Eater was also one of my first forays into the anime world. Watching the anime as an adult, I realized I'd be started to dress more and more like Soul. like the older you get the more dressed like soul you get yeah i love it high top shoes (laughs) jeans and hoodies and hats (laughs) like i love it how i roll soul do got style when you sent this feels like middle school hot topic i lost my shit because aesthetically yes and I also didn't realize how formative yes. that was for me as an adult. So Soul Eater is the reason I am who I am today. We found it. Our first manga media mashup, and we found the key to your modern aesthetic. Yes, the core of my being. <laughs> the formative lodestone. Okay, but in all seriousness, so for the sake of this episode, for, so everybody knows as we go in, we only read volume one of the manga or you only read volume one of the manga, I watched the first four episodes of the anime. Just because there's like so much, and that was the introduction, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell about the anime. So I've only watched the anime in English, historically. And this for this episode, I decided to watch it subbed. I paid so much more attention with it subbed than I did dubbed. I don't know what that says about the voice actors or the plot, but there were a lot of things that like stood out this time. And jokes that made sense. Like the fact that (laughs) the phone number for death actually translates to something in Japanese, but not English. Yes. I also knew all of them were really like horny because they were teenagers, (laughs) but then I didn't like know until then. Didn't internalize it that way. Yeah. Like I always thought it was more illusions and then we were watching it and I was like, no, this is straight up. This is pretty explicit. (laughs) I was like, damn. No shame in their game. So yeah, in the first four episodes of the anime, we get introduced to Kishin, which are demons. The DWMA, which is the academy to go to school. Death Scythes, which are like the ultimate weapons, because in this universe, people can turn into weapons and then be wielded against Kishin. And then when they eat 99 Kishin souls, they have to kill a witch, eat a witch soul, and then they become a death scythe. They're wielded by Meisters. There's Lord Death, who I think has the most adorable character design, because he's like a 2D 
creepy ass skull face. Anyway, um, Maka, who is the Meister who wields soul. There's Mr. Deathscythe, who has no other name besides Papa. He's Maka's dad and a total womanizer. And then there's Blair the Witch, Blackstar, Subaki, Angela, Mifune, Death the Kid, Patty, Liz, and Sid and Stein. We get introduced to a lot of characters in these first four episodes, and then they are still relevant through the story. And I know this only because I've watched it before, but like, there's a lot of freaking characters in the show. I didn't realize it until I was writing down names and I was like, damn. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, I think I did read a little bit of this manga before I watched the anime way back in the day, because I remember being surprised about how the framing device is different. I don't think you get introduced to the school very early. You don't meet the characters like all at once like that in the manga. They kind of like, like added a framing device to it. Really? Which I appreciated, actually. I, yeah, I, I really like the anime better than the manga after having read a portion of the manga (laughs) again i was like "Mm, no but yeah you do get a lot of characters and they do keep like it's a big ensemble situation which is fun i mean that's kind of part of the fun about shows like this right is like the wacky character designs of course you would need more of them yes so what were the stories that you got in the manga then because okay i'm gonna be honest with you and i noped out like after death the kid came back in i was like okay I, I can't anymore with this etchy. I cannot. But the first couple chapters, you get introduced to the main characters, right? Soul yeah. and uh, Maka. Maki. Yep. Then you get the ninja guy and his hot ninja star. Black Star and Tsubaki, which Black Character. Star's name is written with a star yeah. in the middle between Black and Star. Every time. Every freaking time. Every time. In a really like Maria and the Star and the Hearts kind of way. It's it's really funny. Oh my god, yeah. He he wants to be the main character so badly. But he's just not. But he does have big protag energy. Probably more so than Soul and Maki do, really. Like yeah. to be honest. Because you get him going after little witch Angela. Angela, which is a, I, I don't know why, but I feel like that's a name I've seen come up a lot in Japanese, like, media. Like, they just, they just think it's a pretty name. Like, you know what? That's fair. It is a pretty name. That's adorable. She's got a bodyguard. He's got that kind of, that kind of character carve out for himself. Like, the noble <laughs> samurai. Yeah. That was fun, wasn't it? And then Death the Kid gets introduced with his awesome... Tomb Raider, uh, pistols. So I think each character gets like about a chapter or two to introduce themselves. So you get introduced to those pretty quickly. I made it about halfway through the volume before I was like, I can't see any more booby gags. I can't. This hurts me. I'm too old for this. And I did. And they're like, as I get older, I get more uncomfy with like teenager sexualization. <laughs> Like, I know this is for teenagers, but I'm just like, ah, ah, no, my time is past. Right. Shonen is no longer my jam, unless it's anime, which is like, I think maybe it's because they can, they just do a little bit less in anime or just quicker. Like the sight gags go by faster. You're not just staring at them on a page going, oh, there's a, there's a nude, like featureless body on every third page of this of his manga 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> I just can't. I can't. But yeah, Maki has this sort of like, I feel like she's supposed to be the protag. Soul kind of draws the attention in that relationship. Black Star with the star. He's got big protag energy with the like, the, the, his fight with Mufi is... You know, like, ah, oh, I'm being a ridiculous character and then I'm going to get serious and I'm actually really dangerous and I beat this guy. You know, like, he's definitely got that kind of arc, I think. But it's fun because it's an ensemble and they kind of split up the roles and you get to, like, play with different character designs. Are you mad? Oh, my. <laughs> I have to say uh, that Black Star and Tsubaki... I think of the crew that we got to meet and really see in action. They're my favorite. I mean, Black Star and Tsubaki totally have this underlying like vibe to them that I don't really like in regards to Tsubaki always being like, I you're kind of incompetent and I'm keeping you in check. And Black Star is just like, ha ha, I'm so great. And you're like, all right, this is kind of annoying. But when they actually do hit their stride, it's really, really great. And they've got a really good friendship, too, at its core that I enjoyed seeing in the anime. I also think the anime is really fun with them because, like, the voice actor for Blackstar is, like, literally yelling all the time. And he's just like, ha, ha, ha. And Tsubaki is like, okay, you have to be quiet because you're a ninja. And he's like, I'm going to recite all of the rules of being an assassin out loud. And she's like maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> like, and I Rule like number one of Fight Club. We don't talk about Fight Club. Like, she's a doting mom who's like, okay, we're gonna figure this out eventually, I guess. And she's like, you're so great. You're so great. Look at you. You did so good. And he's like, ha ha, I'm like six. <laughs> yeah, I'm like six. What? The anime is so much, Got it's got a better characterization, I think, in the anime than the manga does up front because like the manga you get that and then immediately after you get like a bunch of pe- like a peeping tom gags and the anime did have those peeping tom gags but because you also had the soundtrack and tone it was definitely it probably felt different yeah i think it hits different whenever i tried reading some of other an- um, manga from the writer and it didn't hit yeah it's kind of a horny teenager and you know i don't the, the aesthetic is so much a part of what i love about this it's not really like the story wasn't it it was like oh yeah this is like it's like the cyber goth of of like, you know it's like this it's like this cutesy like silly you know like punk goth bright neon colors of the anime world yeah that that really i'll go back to it every once in a while and watch an episode or two and then kind of get my fill move on but definitely if you're a teenager it's really worth like i think reading or watching because it's just fucking fun like i did feel that way when i was a teen i mean like I was a teen slash college kid and I really, really dug that shit. You know, like it was kind of, of it, it brings to mind like Invader Zim in my head, like mm. in my head, that's kind of how all of that was. Like, um, like maybe not goth or emo, but like scene kid. Like it was just like scene kid life. It was what the deal, that was just the aesthetic at a point in time. And I'm not sure. I know that's like that. I know that 
everything goes in cycles. And I'm not sure is seeing kid life like popular again. Cause I, I mean, like, I don't know if teens now would appreciate it in the same way. Like it might've just been something that was, it might've just been something that's just so dated, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Seeing kid is pretty dated. Um, it might just be like the time of it is over. Yeah. Yeah, so seeing kids definitely that's definitely dated. Um, but the anime did come out during the scene kid time. It came out in two thousand eight, so it's no wonder it vibes with that because that was when it was being published <laughs> during the scene kid era. But it does make me kind of wonder, like, what was the scene kid aesthetic in Japan? Yeah. I always felt a little bit like they did it first, you know, like I always felt a little bit like the Zingas here were kind of like influenced by that, but I was also a weeboo, so, but they go hard. They, they have some pretty hard on the paint aesthetic subcultures in Japan. Yeah. You know, one thing I do think I really love from it though, is that the witches are all connected to some animal in some aesthetically in some way. I mean, Blair is a cat with a lot of magic, but Angela is a witch who has very, like, chameleon aesthetic. Uh, so it was, like, a little lizard with bobbly eyes. And I just loved that outfit so much. I just, she was so such a cute little child. Yeah. I love that opposites attracting. Just the way that the straight man, funny man sort of balancing act that a lot of comedy relies on in, like, mangas and stuff. Like, that's just my favorite. I always have a soft spot for that. Like, I want there to be two polar opposites and they're just, like, life life mates. You know, that there's just no way to tell one of the other. Like, the very, like, copacetic kind of. Just pure to, to have that noble samurai protecting that young witch. She's like, I'm not strong in my magic yet and he's protecting me and don't you beat him up, you big meanie. And I'm just like, oh, my heart. <laughs> Like, why why do you have to have all the and then black star is also like oh my heart. yeah he's yeah. like it's not cool to it, it, it's not cool to kill kids or whatever <laughs> like mimicking the noble samurai guy like hell yeah black star you're right it is not cool to kill kids i mean in the entire like if i remember from the show the the storyline really takes off right i mean sure you've got characters who are like all they want to do is get married but then you also have like murder and compassion and non-binary identity and a lot of dialogue around possession and you know really creepy and inappropriate romance it's an uncomfy premise isn't it like living weapons and i think it's really funny because aren't haven't Aren't there like a bunch of games about dating your weapons now? There is at least one, and I have played that game. <laughs> it's uncomfy, isn't it? Like it's kind of gross. Really, it makes sense that that needs to be talked about in an anime or a manga, wherein you have sentient like love, love weapons that are personifications, and like, are they people? Are they equal people? Like, I don't know. It, you kind of feel like souls owned boyfriend dungeon does talk about consent a lot <laughs> like a lot <laughs> is that the name of it it's that is boyfriend the name of dungeon. it it's actually really really <laughs> fun oh. because it's a dungeon crawler 
and I got broken up with via text message. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's by the vampire. Oh, man. Whatever. Anyway, I ended up dating a K-pop star. It's fine. Uh, but it's cool. He's a lightsaber. It's fucking hot. <laughs> anyway it talks about consent a lot because a lot of the characters that are like not good characters you know not necessarily there are some characters that are like this is the fucking villain and then there are some that are like you're just really annoying you know like you're the antagonist for this conversation the the moral guiding point but they're always like i deserve your space and time and the people are like no and so you get to be like you're right it's fucking creepy that they're like all up in your shit <laughs> without your permission. Like at one point, one of them is like, ooh, I'm feeling really sharp. Can I send you a picture? And so it's like a dick pic, but it's a weapon pic. And I'm like, fucking oh, hilarious. Oh, man. Fucking hilarious. Oh, but yeah, man. consent is a huge theme in Boyfriend Dungeon. I don't necessarily think it's a huge theme in Soul Eater, but there's a lot of, like, I mean, it is a huge theme in Soul Eater, just not explicitly. I guess is where I'm going to go with that. If I remember the anime correctly, because there were a lot of people who did a lot of really horrible things to their weapons or to their meisters or to other people. I was really expecting to enjoy this more. Like I really, really was. And then I was reading it and I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh no. I, and I, and I wonder if it was just like the mangas I read were never really shonen. Mm. The mangas I read were more like shoujo or like drama or like horror, you know? And then like I watched my shonen media a lot. So I wonder if this whole series is just going to be falling out of love with shonen through one horrifying manga at a time. Like just going, oh no. <laughs> like at what cost? At what cost? <laughs> <laughs> we thought season three was going to be the fun season, and now it's turning into the season of growth. Oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, because, like, at the... Anytime I interact with media like this, and I realize, like, oh, I made this part of my personality because I wanted boys to think I was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I'm not saying I didn't enjoy pieces of it, but you make a lot of excuses for your media whenever you're reading it for somebody else's enjoyment. What was going on in 2008 in my life? A lot of things. I huh, right? It's fun. I mean, it's fun. Looking back on high school isn't cringy at all, Aaron. This is going to be a great time. <laughs> I'm choosing to disassociate rather than add to the conversation. <laughs> stairs at wall for 20 minutes and now prepare for a disassociative silence break can we enter like rain noises or something so we could pretend it's meditation instead wah, wah, wah. <laughs> 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 soundboard 2022 hey. <laughs> no yeah 2008 was a weird era i think this was kind of a guilty pleasure of mine i'm not entirely even sure when i came across it first time was it when it was out was it yeah. when i got netflix years later is it like was i in college i don't even remember i just feel like soul eaters always just been there is it more like a like a reminiscence like oh remember when scene life was like the life like was this what what the, was this what this did for me in college the only thing okay so episode one of the anime was actually pretty fucking cool because, like, that had the best fight scenes, because that was when Maka and Death, or not Maka and Death, Maka and 
soul were fighting blair and you got to see like the full range of the powers and they were just like what's up you want some special effects we got you some fucking special effects and you're like hell yeah let's fucking roll with this i loved it loved it loved it loved it loved it and at one point i was like damn okay so part of the plot of episode one is that soul is just on the cusp cusp of becoming a death scythe he and maka are kicking ass taking names they're the best around so they're going after a witch and they go after blair and blair is like all big titty big booty tig bitties and so soul who is all you know charged straight in reckless he's overwhelmed every time he sees her because it's always in some risque kind of way right so blair is like i could win Mm -hmm. if i just seduce him way more developed than maka is um and Maka's like, I'm insecure and I have daddy issues because my father did this to my mother and he's a piece of shit. And Soul's like, yeah, I'm going to go with big old tiggle bitties. And then he's like, psych. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's really shitty. And I'm like, oh, way to go, Soul. Like, ah, long con, but you could have like let her in on this. <laughs> like, but also at the same time, like... Yeah, why didn't you discuss this beforehand? <laughs> why did the author put them in this situation? And also, how can you be, like, the cream of the crop if you're just gonna be like, I'm distracted because I have small tits? Like, come on, girl. Like, you all have been through so much. How did they, uh... How did they present Jack the Ripper to you in the anime? Uh, pretty quick. Um, but, like, big old bloated belly long spidery arm kind of thing a lot of sharp angles and blades that's also how they presented it in the manga but they did it through like a speedo up crotch shot was oh my god the first view you got of the jack the ripper <laughs> so <laughs> oh so that kind of sets the tone oh my god but I really enjoy me some cat witch, so I like was really happy that the cat witch. What? Because you know, like that was a good psych for me. I mean, like yeah, they beat him, and the way that they beat him was really cool. I really appreciate that. But also, like, it kind of feels like you're getting in overpowered, and so then whenever they fail because the oh a cat they got a cat instead of a witch, like that kind of oh yeah, they're still teenagers, and they were just like getting little baby souls you know like they just got little baby human souls yeah and also kitty (laughs) i do appreciate when blair's like just in cat form the rest of the time because she's a little black cat with a big old witchy hat and it's just so cute what kind of interactions did death the kid have with his his little guns in the anime the only way I can really sum it up is Death the Kid is the most incompetent character. Okay. <laughs> so prepare for another another screenshot, Aaron. Oh, <laughs> no. Did this happen to you when you were reading? The- that happens in the anime, too, where he's like, why aren't your boobs the same size? All right. All right. See, real talk real quick. Okay. If your mental illness is that pervasive... <laughs> You're not going to be one of those people where they're like, he's a badass because he's death's kid. You're like, nah, dude, he's 
got some things he's got to work through. He wants everything to be the same and and he wants them to look right. Symmetrical. And symmetrical. And he's not symmetrical. And Patty and Liz, though, the sisters that are the pistols, they're really supportive of each other. I love them as sisters because they're like very different personalities and can really support each other in the moment. And even like cool battle scenes where they're like, what's up? We're going to do a flip, a kick. I'm going to shoot my sister as a pistol. And then I'm going to throw my sister up in the air. She's going to change into human. I'm going to jump and change into a pistol. And then she's going to fire me a couple times. And I'm like, that's fucking badass. Like that. Like, how cool is that? That you two can like, it's like Ant-Man when he can be smaller or bigger. But it's like just two of Ant-Man who could change into a weapon versus not. I don't know. I just thought that was really cool. I like Liz and Patty. I think it really renders Death the Kid like irrelevant really like if they just wield themselves then like why is he there i think it's because he gets some money because they were i think part of their backstory is that they were like you know had to really fend for themselves and now that he's there they're like okay (laughs) like i guess we'll be (laughs) taken care of we have health insurance now i guess (laughs) the modern story comes to light we did it for the healthcare. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? But honestly, Word. in this late stage capitalism, 13 years later, maybe we shouldn't have. Um, <laughs> Preach. You know, I started reading that History of Hentai book, mm. and there is like an entire mm-hmm. segment about breasts and like what they mean for eras and narratives. Like at one point, I guess historically, I'm still trying to figure it out because this book is not really written well. But like, <laughs> uh, at one point, if you were into Tiggle Biddies, you were accused of having an Oedipus complex. Oh, yeah. What I'm saying is, I'm going to read about the breastfed. Yeah, breastfed gonna... sexualization again. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm going to read you a line from this book. Please do. I want it. And now the paragraph immediately following this didn't exactly sit well, but just to give you an idea of what I'm dealing with in this book. Breasts, chest, bust, titties are mounds of attraction that nearly become swollen with hidden meaning and thus are parables unto themselves. These are the ways that women's breasts are referred to by those artists. For the sake of this book, I'd like to simply call them breasts. (laughs) (laughs) And then immediately afterwards is the line, though perhaps the word breasts isn't the most ideal word. You're doing (laughs) the Lord's work, Erin. Swollen with hidden meaning. What? Oh, man. Oh, God. Can I tell you about, can I tell you about early Netflix anime and myself? Yeah. So probably about the same time that I watched Soul Eater. Okay. Um, uh, there... I was just looking for any anime on Netflix, right? Because that right. was that was the time, that was the era, this was the age, this was the zeitgeist. This was the accessibility. On Netflix, I saw a anime, and I was like, "I yeah, this is witches, this is blades. It's called Witchblade. Yeah." Oh, that's not an 100%, anime. Hundred percent. Let's watch this. <sighs> no, no, it is not. Uh, it is uh, not an anime, Aaron. But it was on Netflix. So I watched an episode of it. 
and was introduced to a bunny, big old milk juggy, squeezing acid milk at people, and was like, what the fuck is happening? I was like, that's not how that works. Well, as a breastfeeding mother, I can tell you, it is absolutely how that works sometimes. Oh my God. But you gotta have a baby. Like, you just, you've gotta have a baby. Like, so... So you're not going to have that body with the milk junkies and then have that happen. But also, like, who thinks that's fun? Who thinks that's fun? Like, is this just, like, I'm 100% convinced that they did this just to make people grossed out? Like, is that really the... that You need to report back to me when you get done reading that novel about, right. like, what this guy thinks, like, that, that was about. Like, they have some sections with interview with women, but I definitely, like... Sometimes when I see these gags, like, you know, in Austin Powers, when they're like, what's up? Here's the gun, gun nipples. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm like, are these fetishes or these people who are actually can, like, laugh about things? And, like, I feel like gun nipples, it, like, in Austin Powers was actually kind of a freaking hilarious judgment. <laughs> Judge me. But there is sometimes where I'm like, like who is doing this and who is the receptive audience like who is this intended for because that's going to change how this is like seen pretty dramatically oh my god yeah like are you are you being serious or is this supposed to be funny because like i know a lot of the stuff in shonen and like the stuff in this was supposed to hit hilariously and then also be like oh (laughs) there's some boobies like hit that teehee yeah, yeah, like the dick joke funny bone. You know what I mean? And I love me some dick jokes. Do not get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. But like, I don't know, call me a prude in my old age. But looking back on the way we did it in the early, you know, early 2000s, late 2000s, like, shit was different. <laughs> and I'm happy I, I live now. I survived that time. We're going to close that book. But <laughs> why? Why did this start? Like, now it's like, some sort of an art form to see how how gross you can get but like what was the zeitgeist if that book was any good i would read that book myself but i'm discovering that that book might not have been the most academic least <laughs> I, I, like i'm just trying to get used to it like i might you know what we'll come back we'll talk about it later i'm certain it'll make a reappearance yes in the podcast in t way so manga media mashup we've decided i think I think we're pro anime for the soul eater. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's fun colors plus the art. Yeah. Plus the tones to make it comedy and not, not uh, math breathers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you yeah. need the soundtrack to make it not a math breather. So if you want to watch soul eater or read soul eater, we recommend watching. If you already have, and you don't want to go back, we also support you on that because it was <laughs> time and a place. Yes. But also I think if you can get like when they start introducing more of the adults and some of the more like nefarious, like the actual storylines, not just the intro hooks, like it gets better. Agreed. Yeah. No, I did. I watched that entire thing. I like I like mainline the anime. I really did. So I remember there was good stuff there. It just had to get the, yeah. the teenage boys' attention somehow, I guess. Yeah, it's fair. And the only way to do that is women's bodies. Mm. So yeah, anime is a go 
for a soul eater, especially if you want uh, insight into why all of the old peoples are the way that they are now. God. <laughs> to the media. I know how the old peoples were by watching uh, Brat Pack huh. media and movies. It explained a lot to me. So go back and watch Invader Zim and Soul Eater to understand your geriatric millennial. how you are old people are. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Bond with your geriatric millennial. Watch Invader Zim today. And Spongebob. Anyway, thanks for joining us. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, thank you. I'll keep your eyes out for Femme Presents. Yes. Look for all the new things. All right. I'm so glad you joined us today. Bye. Bye. This is this this is the fun season, but I think it's really offensive to teenage boys that we think the only way to get their attention is to like wave titties in their face. What a recidivist view of of the masculine <laughs> tendency. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not true. Feminism is good for you two men. <laughs> We did you a disservice in your media. Let us let us grow together.